Hello, everyone, and welcome to Above the Minute Podcast, brought to you by Little Sunset Digital Media. This week's guest is Mike Rogers. Mike has been the director of admission in the boarding school industry for the last 10 years. Mike describes falling into the business as a natural extension of his teaching career and spending several years as a stockbroker. I've actually come to know Mike um, as we've worked together at his previous position at a small boarding school in Virginia. Now, in a large for-profit boarding school in Florida, I want to catch up with Mike, kind of see how things are going with him, and just kind of see his approach to admissions and how everything has evolved for him. Um, Mike and I were, had the opportunity to really dive into marketing and strategize in a very productive way at his previous school. Um, it made a lot of changes um, and evolved everything for that school in a big way. Um, so um, our relationship became very close over the years and I'm very happy to have him aboard this podcast today and um, spend the time with me to kind of talk about everything. So um, again, I hope this content finds you well and um, questions, comments, and things of that nature, we always welcome those things. Um, go ahead, have a listen. Thank you. Hey, how are you, man? What's going on? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing, old friend? Good, good. Hanging tough, you know, doing our doing the best that we can. So, yeah, um, very excited though, nevertheless. So. Is isn't it a, a remarkable time? Um, it, you know, things have just slowed down so dramatically that um, I'm thinking in new ways. So, you know, this, this has been, uh, you know, a very productive time for me as well. Yeah, it's definitely working from home like everybody else. Yeah, we were just talking about that just now, right? Like it's, it's the, the kind of the strange places that all of us are finding quiet and where we're able to um, get focused and, um, you know, do what we can to adapt, innovate and do new things. So, yeah. yeah. I think the key is, uh, you know, really kind of carving out uh, a workspace that, uh, you know, is, is comfortable, but it is work. Um, that way I can run out and, and do all the honeydews. Uh, my wife is, uh, works in the healthcare industry, so she's been working. So, you know, it's pretty quiet during the day, so I don't have distractions, but I do have a bunch of honeydews. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've got the same. In my family, what we're doing is I'm the only person that goes out. And so um, I just, I figure that's probably the safest thing to do is just have one person going out. And we are pretty responsible about practicing social distancing. We go for walks and, um, you know, keep our distance that way. But um, yeah, you know, I kind of get groceries from my mom. She's um, 74 this year and just, you know, kind of a little worried and, you know, she's kind of had some health issues in the past. So it's kind of, um, yeah, you just kind of get to a place where, you know, you just do the most responsible thing and adapt the best you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to join you today. Um, you know, this is uh, one of those things that, uh, you know, current circumstances, uh, you know, we have time and we're, we're doing all of this reconnecting, um, which I think is a silver lining in all of this reconnecting yeah. with, uh, you know, relationships and, you know, slowing down has given us that, that gift. So, uh, great that, that we've, uh, we've connected. Yeah. Likewise, man. I'm very grateful. It, it's for me, you know, it's so cool. Like you just said, like you connect with people that you may be like, I'm talking to people I haven't spoke to in 15 plus years, clients, not clients, friends, colleagues, this one guy I knew from this one place kind of situation. 
And mm. it's so amazing when, like, by way of example, like with you, like, you know, we along maybe a couple of years went by where we weren't talking as much. And I think that I always um, was interested in what you were doing and where you were at and kind of trying to keep my yeah. best um, to follow where, where you were and what, um, what was going on with you. And, you know, out of all the people that I've had the opportunity to work with, you know, as I've told you, I just, man, it was such a pleasure. And um, I learned so much working with you. And yeah, it was just, so it's really great. Like you just said, just to be able to reconnect and kind of see where people are at. This is the silver lining for sure. Well, you know, our, our professional relationship led to so much personal growth that, uh, you know, um, we became personal friends as well. So um, yeah, always, always great to reconnect with you, buddy. No, thank you, man. It's definitely, um, definitely uh, a mutual feeling. So yeah. So tell me what's going on with you. What's, what's happening down there in Florida? Well, um, you know, the admissions office uh, at the, the school that I work for, we're open <laughs> and that's the message. So that's what's going on. We're, um, we're developing creative new ways uh, for people to experience our school without, uh, without being able to visit physically. So in, in a lot of ways, it's, it's more of the same. Um, you know, the, the principles and foundations that we established working together at my previous school those rules still apply. It's just uh, you have to become more creative um, in this environment. So um, I'm really enjoying the the autonomy that working from home gives me, and uh, and getting to be creative and new, and, and becoming familiar with new platforms. You know, uh, early on in this new reality, I I really recognizes this uh, recognize this as an opportunity for a lot of. Uh, professional growth it really has stretched me and i've embraced that yeah you know that's something um as you say that like mike i mean i i i genuinely have said this to you over the years many times i can remember myself saying it to you is i wish everybody thought or if everybody said these same things or had the same mindset so it's you know it's it's amazing right now um circumstance it, under no means should get the best of us right so innovating and learning all these new platforms and being able to communicate and engage people from a different place is a huge opportunity and you know it's kind of interesting i wonder where and it's not that we need to go too far or maybe we do is just i wonder where it's going to leave people um after all this is over what, whatever innovations you put in place like whatever you did or you sure. know yeah it's just in really and that's to me how that's how it's going to change how a business operates or how someone like yourself is communicating with people. So, um, well, I got to tell you, um, I was really uh, excited to participate in a podcast because one of the, 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 the new reality things is I've really fallen in love with listening to podcasts and yeah. uh, to be able to participate in one is, is really cool. Um, but early on I heard, um, I believe it was Gary V. Um, the, the message early on was to use this, uh, this time, as an opportunity to create content. And I think that's what's uh, going to be the legacy of this time. You know, um, in my case, in my industry, um, boarding schools, uh, but whatever industry you're in, um, if, if you've used this time to create content, that you're going to come out of this uh, armed to the teeth. Uh, and that will be the new reality. You can, you know, um, push content, uh, you'll be ahead of, uh, of the people who didn't, that's for sure. Well, that 
there's you know there's no version of me disagreeing with that right so <laughs> like it's it's here you know now is the time too it's so funny like we were just talking about this yesterday with um megan block she's um heading up a lot of our um, content management and she's just amazing she you know we were just kind of talking about the whole thing about right now more people are looking at um social media youtube all of these different um, platforms more so than ever. And the mindset is, it's, it's pretty interesting as I hear two things. One is we wanna adapt and innovate and do new things to just sustain a business. The yeah. other mindset is, is we're adapting, we're innovating to grow and scale. And, yeah. and that's-, and that's I, to, to be real specific, um, you know, Yes, uh, you know, in, in, in looking to sustain and in my case, uh, maintaining our, our enrollment targets, um, you know, has caused us to be on a lot of platforms that we aren't, aren't normally. So um, we're giving virtual tours. Um, we're giving um, informational calls um, via, you know, video chat, um, participating in webinars. Um, you know, we have an agent channel around the world, which is a huge advantage, um, you know, that, that my school has. So they're out in, in, in country, um, you know, inter interacting with families and agencies and setting up uh, these calls. But here, here's, here's what I think is the big advantage is I'm recording a lot of what I do. Um, you know, outside of, um, you know, individual family interviews and, and things for um, for privacy purposes, but anytime I do a webinar, um, anytime I do a virtual tour or, or a presentation of any kind, I'm recording it. So our, our library is growing leaps and bounds. Um, sure. One of the cool things that, uh, um, that we've done, you know, I try to picture what does a virtual version of a campus tour look like? Well, you know, I think the, the best thing about a tour is the people that you meet at our school. Um, you know, we have a beautiful campus, no doubt, and that, all that translates very well to video and, and virtual tours. But what do you do about the people that they're not meeting? So um, every other Thursday, um, we're hosting a department spotlight. Um, you know, I, I've identified, uh, you know, 10 or 12 departments that really make our school outstanding uh, differentiators, things like our STEAM program, our college planning department, uh, our athletic department, our fine arts department. I mean, you know, when I, it wasn't long before that list got, you know, pretty long. Right. So I reached out to the heads of all those departments and we do a, a version of, of a podcast. We do a, um, a spotlight. I don't know what to call it, a webinar or a, you know, it, it's not important what it's called, but it does give a, uh, an opportunity for, for families to do a deep dive in, in these different departments. I record all of those. Um, that's going to be a library that we use and push through so, social media and, and other platforms, you know, when we get on the other side of this. So um, absolutely. And so that's a great point. Like that's huge, right? So what I hear you saying is, um, we're using what we're adapting, the way that we're adapting and innovating ways to use new platforms to engage our, our current um, business. It, we're able to use that again later and recycle it and push it forward, mm -hmm. reuse it. 
And so yeah, you taught me that a long time ago. Uh, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. I mean, obviously, you don't you don't want to just beat content to 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 the ground. But you know, uh, every every content can be a, uh, every piece of content can be adapted multiple ways. So uh, absolutely, I took that lesson um, from our um, our initial working relationship. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? The the history? Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, why not? I think, you know, it's it's interesting, right? People it's probably a cool listen, story. People would listen to this and go, okay, well, who are these guys? What, how do they know each other? What's all this they're talking about? So, yeah, yeah. So I'll never forget the day. Um, well, first of all, let me back up a little bit. Um, you know, I was a teacher for many years. Um, prior to that, I, I worked as a stockbroker. Um, uh, but I, I really love the educational part of being a stockbroker, you know, giving seminars and, and things like that. So I transitioned uh, in, in my early 30s into teaching and found myself teaching at, uh, at my alma mater, um, uh, boarding school in Virginia. Um, and after doing that for about close to 10 years, um, I was recruited to this new position, uh, director of admissions. Being a graduate, having my kids um, have gone to that, you know, were graduates of that school as well. That's boarding school life, right? You know, you, you live and work on campus and your, and your kids generally go through the schools uh, as well. So I was in a great position to hit the ground running from a telling the school story standpoint. Where I wasn't prepared, where there was a big hole in my game, was I, I didn't understand the marketing aspects. I didn't understand certainly the technical aspects. So I'll never forget the day that uh, our, our pay-per-click um, management team headed by you called up one day and said, uh, hey, Mike, let's talk about this thing called um, organic rankings. And I was like mind blown. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> you remember that day? Yeah, I, I absolutely, uh, I absolutely do. It was, uh, I think 2013, maybe, maybe yeah. 2000, yeah. something like that. It was a while back. Well, I mean, it w it wasn't that long ago that I wasn't a late adopter, but you caught me up uh, to speed. You know, the, the analogy was, uh, you know, we're in a mile race and, and we're, you know, we're about a lap behind, but we, we caught up really quickly because I found it so fascinating, you know, and, and the thing that, you know, I know we talk a lot about uh, the entrepreneurial mindset and, you know, you've, you've always complimented me uh, that way. Um, you know, in, in, in the pure sense, you know, I, I don't see myself as an entrepreneur technically because I, you know, I've always worked for somebody. But um, this, this whole avenue gave me a sense uh, of autonomy and um, an opportunity for professional development. And I just plain found it interesting and fascinating. On top of that, it was uh, very, very necessary for me to reach my professional goals. You know, if I was, if I was going to make enrollment goals, I had to create leads. I couldn't just wait for the phone right. to ring. Right. So this gave right. me some, some sense of, of, uh, control, uh, not control, but some sense of, uh, um, you know, I, I had, I could do something that would uh, impact, um, you know, the outcome. And right. uh, I just, I grabbed it with both arms. I, you know, and I've told you many times, um, I have yet to see somebody so dedicated and do it in such a way like you, man, you were just so amazing at like 
well, A, creating content and also um, getting behind the idea of how to create that content to make it productive and make it relevant to be found. You were just so good. And it's, it, was a, it was amazing. I mean, it was just something that came natural to you. So, Well, it was kind of the perfect storm, too, because I was fortunate enough to, um, you know, work for a head of school who really challenged me to, um, you know, he gave me the keys and he said, you know, drive it and see what this car can do. And uh, I'm big on analogies. So, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I was really encouraged to, uh, you know, to, to develop and, and, and drive the, the marketing aspects of admissions, which, you know, that, that's really uh, an advantage to be, you know, have a hand in, in marketing and, and as an admissions director. Right. Um, but I didn't know a, much and that's why I leaned on you. <laughs> well, you know, and it was, it was interesting because for me, when we work with a client who is open to, um, just a real quick question. I don't, I don't want this to go bad, but is our audio okay? Are you having a good time hearing me? Yeah, I can hear you oh. just fine. Oh, good. So, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that was okay. Um, the, yeah, you know, for me, it was just when we encounter a client that's productively doing, um, you know, or able to grasp the idea of what it takes to um, not only identify your client, identify um, your brand, and just be able to, um, you know, see the power of content in, it, in creating it. And it was an interesting thing with you, actually, I thought, because I, at that time, I hadn't worked with any other school and I didn't really know if a director of admission would normally be taking care of marketing stuff. But it was almost like you became a master marketer for that school. I mean, it was amazing what um, it, what we were able to provide as a, under a service contract would have never been um, anywhere near the, the results or quality without your involvement, your content creation, and um, the, just the level that you brought to the game, the dedication level you brought to the game. So, well, I really, I, I recall pushing the boundaries of that service contract very, very frequently because, uh, I just, I, I found it so cool. You know, initially, um, you know, the, the job of a, of an admissions director at a school can be, um, you can get caught up in, in the day to day and that's a full day of just doing admissions work you know, processing the paperwork, doing the actual interviewing and having all of those, you know, meaningful conversations by phone or, or on campus tours. That can be a full day. Um, but, uh, you know, the marketing part of it uh, was, was something that I was doing for me, for my own uh, curiosity, for my own, um, you know, professional development, but also just flat, I recognize that, you know, um, you, can't, you can't just sit back and wait for leads. And you were showing me ways that, uh, you know, through content con uh, creation, as well as, um, you know, we spent a lot of time on the website and I, I you know, learned how vital that was. Um, and before you know it, um, you know, it was becoming like a 50-50 split. You know, I was spending a lot of my time on marketing to good effect because, you know, more leads, I was having more conversations. My days were full. I wasn't waiting for the phone to ring. Um, and it, it just was really organic. Um, they, they fit hand in glove. Um, Did you ever get to a place where you were, I didn't mean to, um, 
but did you ever get to a place where you were able to like create content with a strategy and be able to target the client or target the parent or family that you were looking for and based on that content you were able to grab them or get an inquiry or make contact or start the process of admission with them based on the strategic level just the strategic level of content creation like the way you created and strategized your content yeah i um I really approach content creation from the lens of rather than trying to be all things to everybody and, and, and trying to figure out what I need to do to appeal to people. Instead, what I, I spent a lot of time initially doing was really drilling down to um, who we, who we are as a school, you know, telling the story of our school, because I think, you know, where, you know, we're not in a pure sales game. Uh, in, in the boarding school admissions world, it, it shouldn't come across as sales, right? It's because it's, it's about the best fit for a student. And we really aren't um, trying to be all, th we shouldn't be trying to be all things to all people. Um, every school has a particular niche. Every school has a particular identity and, and strengths. So I think really um, having honest conversations, working with uh, the, the, my colleagues on campus to really drill down and, and you know, tell the story uh, of, of who we are as a school. Identify our brand. Transparency. Yeah, be very transparent. So then it becomes a matter of being visible and when prospective families find you and your message speaks to them, they're going to call you and you're going to have a higher quality of lead rather than, you know, the, the, the opposite way of trying to be all things to all people. You're, you know, you, we, we went down those, uh, I, I went down that rabbit hole a couple of times and I could see it immediately in the quality of leads that I was getting. Right. Right. It's, um, I, you know, it's all very interesting. I think that like you make, you make a great point. I, I love what you just said about admissions, not having to be um, or shouldn't be a hundred percent sales or shouldn't feel like that. I really like that because ultimately, like you said, each school is unique. Each school does have its own brand. Some schools, um, you know, even some out here on the West coast that I've spoke to, I think they've almost forgotten who they are. And in a sense, it's, it's hard for them to get into a creative space for content. And yeah. it, all of a sudden, what ends up happening is overcompensation of sales kicks in. And it kind of makes them almost leave a little bit of their value on the table when it's being sold too hard, I think. So it's... Yeah. Um, and, and, and if there's a disconnect between the uh, admissions office and who you really are as a school it's going to show up in quality and quality of enrollment. Um, and, you know, you're going to get feedback from the, the teaching staff and faculty pretty quickly. If you're, um, you know, if you've enrolled, uh, you know, a, a class during an enrollment cycle from a sales standpoint, uh, it, you're going to end up with a hodgepodge of, of the, the type of students and they might, and they might not be as good a fit as uh, well, they won't be as good a fit as if you, you know, proceeded from, you know, the, the standpoint of telling your story as a school and attracting those type of people for whom you'd be a good fit. Um, you know, and on the topic of every school should have, you know, their own unique um, identity there. I kind of look at the boarding school world. Um, 
on on one end of the spectrum you have uh you know more of a of a therapeutic or or behavioral uh type of uh focus um and a lot of people's perception of boarding school is where bad kids are sent right um sure. kids who who are not having success and um they're in trouble and their parents send them away quote unquote um and and there are schools for for whom that that is their their target audience you know and as you as you go toward the other end of the spectrum you you find the um, boarding schools that uh, you know are just special because they offer so much opportunity and challenge and ambitious uh, opportunities for for college preparation you know and, and those are for families that you know maybe they they can't get challenged at their at their home school at their public school um, or or maybe you know a student is uh, you know, a hundred percent ready to get the independence that they're going to need in college, you know, to prepare for college. So that's why, um, you know, I changed schools because I was looking to be on another, uh, a different, uh, point in that spectrum. Um, very happy at the school on that right now. We're, we're an elite, um, premium school. Um, we, we belong to a large corporation, um, it is the, um, the number one provider of premium private education in the world. Um, we have 68 schools around the world. Um, and in North America, we have three boarding schools and, uh, you know, tremendous resources. So I'm not having to, um, you know, do as much boots on the ground marketing decisions, um, but the volume is completely different because we've got a huge, huge marketing team that's global. I mentioned earlier, we have, uh, you know, I have colleagues around the world that are in country that are meeting with families and sending those families our way when they when they determine that they could be a good fit for our school. So um, can I ask huge you a advantage. question? Yeah, yeah. And something just keeps coming to mind as you say this, like, do, do you feel like any of your experience at your previous school with like, you know, um, just kind of learning the whole idea of marketing content creation even though now where you are in this environment you may not be using or utilizing it as much because the resources are um kind of available um you know being that you're so large um mm -hmm. do you feel like it helped you at all do your current job in this new environment any better or any worse or 100 percent, 100 percent uh helpful uh because i had spent so much time drilling down to and telling our story as a school uh, across different media platforms. Um, I have that mindset and I'm constantly, um, you know, shaping all my conversations with prospective applicants uh, with an idea toward telling the story of the school and who we are as a school. So um, with every uh, applicant, we have a, a, an interview and it's either an on campus part of an on-campus tour or, um, you know, with international students, especially it's, it's on Skype. And I notice uh, a lot of my colleagues sort of approach that, uh, that interview as, as, as an interview, you know, asking questions, getting to know the student and um, determining if they're a good fit for our school, where, where my background has really, I think, been a benefit to, to me is I use that as a sales opportunity. Uh, I use that as an opportunity to make connections with 
the answers I get from students to getting them excited about what we do as a school, because it's how my mind thinks. I spent so many years doing that um, through digital media. It's just really natural and easy to do in a conversation. Um, so, you know, always thinking from a marketing perspective um, really gives me a huge advantage when I'm interacting with families on a personal level as well. It's, it's, it's all the same. It's an opportunity for them to experience our school before they get here. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's something we talked about for a long time. Um, how do you create an environment for your, however that happens for whatever the school operates, how does a school or any business for that matter, really um, give in this case a school, how do you give the parents or families, potential students, the opportunity to, you know, experience your school at the highest most transparent level before they even ever get there. So whether it's that first yeah. human encounter that they get, or whether it's video content that um, lays out academics or college prep or athletics or whatever department, mm -hmm. um, which by the way, you guys do beautiful video content. And I think that, um, you know, that's the main thing here. Transparency, like no gray areas. If you were looking at a sheet of paper, the entire sheet of paper from edge to edge in every which way is 100% clear to the point where you don't even know the paper's there. That's yeah. the way, there's no gray area. There's no fuzz, there's no blur. It's just right down to, um, right down to the most transparent real way. And I think that that's really, as you just said, like a little bit, uh, you know, a little while ago here, that's gonna be the difference that makes the difference coming out of what we're doing. You know, I think that like the more content that's created at the highest transparent level, um, yeah. And then whether that content may just be the encounter with the director of admission, that content may be um, the encounter with the school in however, an inquiry form or a, a, a page that's about whatever is interesting to the family itself. Or So that's the main thing that's um, interesting to me. And then obviously too, how people are, what, what steps they're taking to do just that. Like what, what is, what's, what are schools doing to, yeah. and like you said, you're just involved in so many new platforms. And, and I love hearing that Mike, cause like to me, um, knowing you all these years, um, having the opportunity to work with you, I love hearing that, you know, going and working with such a um, well um, established, you know, school that's so vast and so big and doing such so many great things that your experience having a unique position at one point as a director of admission and a marketer has kind of bled into that and served you yeah. well. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's amazing to think that two um, different ends of the boarding school spectrum. And let, let me define that a little bit. The school I was at previous, uh, very small, uh, about 150 students. Um, it was, uh, you know, had a tremendous history, 150-year uh, history, um, but it was tiny, and it was very remote, and it was uh, very unique. Uh, and then and you were, and you were an alum. That, you went there. As a, you went there as a kid, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know that that was a huge advantage because I could talk to students from because I was in their seat, and then and I used that to great effect to you know to really create relationships with. Uh, with applicants as, as they went through the, the process. But compare that to the school that I'm at now, um, huge global corporation, um, much, much bigger. Um, you know, we have 1,700 students in the, in the school that I'm at currently. 
Um, the boarding program is uh, 300 plus and growing. Tremendous resources uh, and facilities. So, you know, so all the all the pieces are there, um, but the expectation is completely different, right? So, when you're creating content, um, you have to decide. You know, in speaking about transparency, I think it all has to be transparent, but but the style of it. At the previous school, that was much much smaller and more you know, sort of homey, uh, for, for lack of a better word, you know, you have to decide how you're going to present material because I think it's like crossing the street, right? You know, if, if you get caught in the middle of the street, that's where you get run over. So the quality of the content, uh, we had to catch up a lot of ground. So we were just, I, as I recall, we were just producing content quick, 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 quick. And, um, you know, homespun was good because it was part of our story. It, it fit our brand. Um, the school I'm at now, homespun would not work, um, you know, because it's a premium school and there's an expectation from, from applicants. So I'm very happy to have a, a large marketing team behind me that's producing really, really high level professional content because, you know, I, I could only do so much on my own with my iPhone uh, initially. So um, well, and I think but the lessons huge... back to your question, the lessons I learned from, from, you know, really diving in and, and sort of building a brand myself yet hundred percent translates in, in, into the sales model, regardless of the, the size of school. Yeah. I think, I think also too, I just think as you were saying um, some of this, I, I just keep thinking, it's, it's really cool when you can have the ability to have both environments. And I wonder in your industry, um, you know, not even just director of admissions, but like, you know, teachers and administration staff, if they know the difference between those two kind of realms. And I, and I think those two spaces in the boarding school, a small boarding school that's very, um, that homespun works. And there's nothing wrong with that. When you say, we say, when I say homespun, I look at it like that could be one of the best things about that brand that speaks to that family, right? So it's one of those things mm -hmm. where, you know, I just think it's amazing to have that well-rounded kind of approach and experience. It really does kind of almost show you, you almost, I think, can identify what's what better because you've experienced it all at a high level. Sure. And, and, you know, my, my background and my experience, uh, you know, I'm, I, I communicate with our marketing firm, no matter how big a marketing team it is, you know, I'm, I'm boots on the ground and they want to know my thoughts. And, and, you know, so I'm able to contribute thoughts and ideas that, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you a, an example. Um, you know, this idea of spotlighting different departments, um, you know, that's something that was adopted system-wide um, by our corporation. Um, and that's, that's something I learned working in the small, small school is to utilize the, the rock stars that you have on campus. Uh, you know, in this case, it's the, the, the heads of, of departments. They're rock stars in their field. I want them on campus making connections with my families. So the, um, you know, the webinar uh, weekly series where we're spotlighting camp um, departments, um, you know, that was, uh, that was an idea that's been adopted system-wide and I'm, I'm very proud to contribute that idea. But quite frankly, it just, it's natural to me because I was, uh, you know, creating content so that I could get leads in my old job. So. 
it's, well, it's it quite, it's quite literally, it's, it's brilliant. That's, I think that is the biggest answer to my question right there. I think that, you know, you being able to do just that, that's amazing. I mean, really, if you look at, um, you know, having that idea being activated for so long, because really you and I, the way that we worked together, we were working together almost on a daily basis. So yeah. one of the ways that we approach our clients, whether it's a boarding school or whether it's any business that we work with, um, we approach our clients on a very personal level. We almost become part of what they're doing rather than just a marketing firm that reaches out to them once a month and sends them a bill. Um, exactly. That, that's I, the difference that makes a difference is you, you know, my, my experience working with you is you, you, you took the time to learn who we are and, and then you followed up by becoming part of who we are. Um, how many times were you on campus helping me create video content or coming in to, you know, meet the, the people that uh, I was telling you about on these calls? Well, you actually got to meet them and, and pick their brains. I think of our, our college plan, planning um, department chair that you ended up having a great relationship with him and created a lot of great content for the school. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it was really, um, that was an awesome opportunity. I learned so much with everybody there. Genuinely a very unique thing. That is a, a, a place that's built up of a community of very dedicated people. It's a very special thing. And, you know, for so many years, I felt like I was a part of that. And so, and that was a huge thing that I think that it just came natural. It wasn't like, I don't think that school, you and everyone else there, like had to try to make me feel that way. I think that's just your brand and kind of genuinely the identity of that entire community and that school. And so yeah, the what fact it, that it was awesome. It, it was I mean, amazing. That's what made the quite, school unique. It was quite literally one of the most amazing things I've ever encountered doing this for the better part of my life, working with industries across the board. And I think that mm -hmm. that was part of the success, I think. It was part of the yeah. success in our relationship because it gave me the opportunity with to just be absolutely transparent and real and work with you at a high level and not have to feel like, hey, you're the marketing firm, do your job you know, or we got to figure, you know, it, was, it wasn't even like that. It was like, how do we grow and scale this and leave you, right? How do I, like my whole thing with our clients is, how do we empower our client to become a better marketer at what they do? And some would say, well, you're going to work yourself out of a job. Well, that's fine. Oh, like yeah. it, it's some, somehow we haven't done that, but. I, I, I've got a great um, concrete example of that. Um, one of one of the, the best things you ever did for me is you challenged me uh, to enter the blog writing world. Um, and it made a lot of sense, particularly for a small school. It was almost like guerrilla marketing, right? Um, if, if you can't, you know, invest at the level in pay-per-click that your competitors are, well, what's the workaround? What, how can a small guy compete in that, uh, you know, in that big ocean of sharks? Well, the answer is um, organic rankings. And, uh, and the way to do that, the, one of the strategies that, that we really embraced was, was blog writing. And it was an exercise, almost daily blog writing, really honed me in on um, my presentations with families because I was always in that mindset of trying to art articulate our story. Um, yeah, that's, that's brilliant, Mike. This is what you're talk, talk, talking about right now is absolutely, this is so big for so many people. 
Sorry. Yeah, Please there's continue. there's no greater um, skill builder than blog writing. I 100% um, recommend it to anybody who is, you know, not only trying to grow your business, but also grow in the profession that you're in. Um, you know, something magical about putting things on paper day after day after day. Um, well, in this case, uh, you know, digitally. Um, but it's the the act of, of very intentional writing. You get really good at at telling your story, no matter what business it is. From every different perspective, uh, right? If, like if I were a plumber, yeah. If I were a plumber, I I would write blogs um, daily about about my business, about you know what makes like I'm my dying laughing unique. right now. I'm dying laughing that you said that. So. I want you to know that I have a, a client and a longtime friend who is a huge plumber, big plumbing business. <laughs> and, and I've always like, he's a small client and he's just been a friend for years. And I'm always like, you've got to make content. Content's something no one does in your industry, man. And yeah. You and, this, and, it, and it doesn't have to be a Hollywood movie production. Most, I would imagine that most people you, you bring that subject to, it's a little intimidating, right? Content, especially to somebody like me who is, well, it's not, not intimidating. They just think you're backwards. full of it. They just go, you're not like, what are you talking about? I'm a plumber, man. I want my phone to ring and I want to go fix someone's sewer. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm supposed but, to, now you want me to write about it? Like they're going to look, they look at you and go, I'm not going to write about it. I'm not going to make a video about it. Just make my mm. phone ring. So it's. What, what's the mantra? It's almost like a mantra that you instilled in me and in, in our, in our working together. Um, Google rewards new relevant content whether it's a video or whether it's a blog for me um, you know, it, it's, it's easier to bang out a, a, a good blog post every day than it is to sort of plan out a video shoot. So um, you know, if, if Google's going to reward me for, for writing these blogs and, and of course, you know, you get better at it. Um, yeah. you, you get better at wrecking, you know, anything with, with repetition, with intentional repetition, you're going to improve. Uh, and that's exactly what happened with us, right? What, what, what did we, what, what can, can you quantify the success? Can you, you know, tell our audience the success we had uh, with blog writing? We, I, our organic was, rankings, we went, we went first page ranking, like within, within six months, we were, we were killing it. Yeah. And I think the main thing was, is you were coming up for relevant stuff you were being found for relevant content, stuff that was relevant to your brand, why people would encounter you. And like you just said a second ago, you were able to utilize the blog to basically communicate and express your brand from every different perspective, whether it was a department or a program or how you guys work or where you're located. Everything was just put together from every different viewpoint that would speak to almost anybody looking for that particular type of school. And it was quite literally brilliant. And as you just said, I mean, Mike, here's the thing about you though, your blog writing, people go, Oh, blog writing. Look, you were able to, you did it better than anybody. You wrote with passion. You wrote with, you were dead focused, laser focused on what you were talking about. And you were just so activated in coming up with new ways to communicate what was going on or how to communicate to a parent or how to communicate to a student or a family on any level. And so it was just, um, there was never anything boring about it. It was always um, excitement. It was always, um, you know, 
it was it was just dead dedication and passion. So that was part of, part of I think one of the, the main reasons for success. But then also too, is is that and this is kind of the thing when you I was laughing when you said plumber. Most people, whether you're a pl plumber is the worst of it, um, but most people, when you come to them and talk to them about content, they get lost. They think, well, okay, I'll do a blog, and then they don't see an instant gratification and they give up. <laughs> you were relentless. And it's and I, I hate saying it, but right now with everything going on and even before this, that mindset of relentless, it like, you know, that like charging, hard charging and laser focus is something that it requires. It's not just like, oh, an easy thing that you're just kind of walking up, punching a bunch of buttons and walking away. It's mm -hmm. you you're you're activated and thinking about it, like you just said. So um, well, it's, it's funny that you say that, you know, re re relentless. I mean, I take that as a huge compliment, but the reality of it is, is it's a, you know, I think hard work covers up a multitude of sins, right? Um, so when, when I first got into the admissions world, I, I really didn't know what I didn't know. Um, so <laughs> instead I focused on, okay, one thing I do know is that hard work covers up a, a multitude of deficiencies and, and, and be, it became really exciting to find these avenues that I could pour hard work into and content creation, uh, apart from being fun, um, you know, if, if you allow it to be and get past the intimidation part of it, um, you know, it, it's an avenue to pour hard work in because, you know, before you can quantify the, the results, the fruit that your, that your tree is bearing. Um, you know, in, in my case, in the, in the boarding school world, it, it, it's quantified by the leads that you get and the applications that the result from those leads. Um, and it's very exciting to see your hard work pay off. So, um, you know, uh, relentless, uh, I'll take that, but, but really it was fun. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when something, well, it's interesting when, when something's fun, it's easier to get relentless about it. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. No question. You know, and, and to me, relentless is just not willing to give up. And it's, that's, that is something that is the number one thing people do with content creation. So, um, but it's so, again, I go back, I keep circling back to this. We kind of touched on it probably more than once already, which, which is you're not doing as much of that. You're now adapting, innovating and doing new things with platforms that you probably like Zoom. I never encountered Zoom before all this is going on. I never needed to. So, well, it's, it's funny you should say that, like, no, I'm not writing blogs like I was, and I'm not the one holding the camera and producing the videos anymore. So um, where, where do I find places where I can pour my hard work into? Um, well, you know, recent events have really put me in a position to identify uh, really obviously, um, you know, finding creative ways to engage people um, on Zoom and, and other platforms that I really didn't, uh, you know, before all this, I didn't take the time to, you know, really understand. Right. So, um, you know, I, the past month has been really exciting for me personally and professionally because, you know, it, it's really given me an opportunity to find another place to pour my hard work into. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's amazing. That's, un <laughs> that's unbelievable. And, and, and it, you know, it took the form of, first of all, understanding how to set up Zoom calls and understand all the nuances of Zoom. Uh, and then it, then it can become something a lot, you know, a lot more philosophical, like what are best practices or what are, 
you know, the, the best topics to address on a, on a zoom platform call, but uh, you know, and that's not the only platform, of course, Skype, um, you know, I, we have over 30 countries represented in our, in our enrollment. So I'm literally speaking with people around the world and, you know, zoom isn't popular in every country. Some well, countries and you've, Mike, off this a little bit, you've traveled like to how many countries in the last two years? Ah, oh, like, like seven. It's amazing. Um, you know, I'd never been out of the country prior to taking this job. So, uh, you know, you, you sort of have to fake it till you make it right. I had to act as if, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a world traveler. And yeah, and then I saw you on like, didn't I see you, you on a Ukraine TV show or something? I was like, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So, you know, you come in um, from the United States and, and, you know, this is their opportunity uh, to present you as a, an expert on U.S. education, which is really cool um, to be seen in that light. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an admissions man, uh, you know, boarding admissions manager at a, at a school, and I get to kind of speak from a platform that I'm a U.S. education expert, and it's, it feels pretty cool. Um, you wow. know, so I've been to Finland, I've been to, you know, China was an eye opener because, you know, I interview, it's, it's a huge market, right, for, for all schools in, in, in the U.S., it's a huge market, and we all ask the, the, the typical interview questions. What's your motivation for studying in the U.S.? And, and you, you tend to get three or four, you know, kind of predictable answers. Uh, it took me traveling to China to really understand what the real answer is. Um, you know, the, and I don't want to, I don't want to take too big of a turn down a road, but uh you know, my opinion on the difference between the Chinese education system and the U.S. education system is, you know, in, in China, it tends to be extremely competitive based on test scores. So the focus there is intense test preparation, intense, to the detriment of developing any outside passions. Um, so that's the, the, the biggest difference in, in the U.S. is we really embrace the 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 whole developing the whole person right and what they're learning in the classroom very important but not the be all end all and you know college admissions uh you know officers around the country are you know everybody that's applying to harvard has good grades or, or princeton or yale so it becomes like what what separates you and you know that's the school i'm at currently is exceptional at understanding that. Um, but these are all opportunities that, that students in the Chinese education system, they don't get to study fine arts. They don't get, they don't have time. Uh, you know, they're, they're studying six days a week preparing for tests and they don't have time to explore personal passions. Um, that's why they're coming to the U S. And that's that man, that, like you just said, that's a whole subject all into its own. And it's pretty, I mean, that's an amazing, um, yeah, that that all that all makes sense, um, you know. But it took me going to China to see it firsthand and and really understand it because, you know, I visited some schools, but then I also, you know, driving down the the busy streets of these major cities, there's all these private testing companies and and private academies. So not only are they doing their full, um, you know, schooling, but then on the weekends they're they're doing their private schooling. 
Um, you know, and so like, it, it's interesting that one of the things that I keep thinking about, and we talked about this a little bit, and we've talked about this a lot of it actually over the years, but just in recent connections, we've kind of talked a little bit about, um, you know, your story and you've said a lot of things to me, like just hearing the fact, like you just said, like, yeah, I started traveling the world and I'm kind of, I've learned how to be a marketer. I've, 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 you know, understood understanding content and its power and how it works. And also just being able to look at things from different perspectives based on my knowledge of marketing um, in a different environment and all these different things that we're touching on. But one of the things that I just keep thinking about is like, I know you and I will, I know you the way I know you anyways, for the last, you know, seven, eight years. You, you know think, me pretty well. <laughs> I think that, you know, I, <laughs> I think it's an amazing thing. Like I just heard you touch on some things that I think is very important. You know, you went to a boarding school um, where you were a student, you then ended up being a teacher, a coach, and also, um, and I don't want to leave out the fact that you were a division one basketball player, um, which is amazing. And I also think that, you know, you then went on to become a director of admission and in some senses really, you know, had the success um, in a big way. Um, you know, you were at the helm as far as, as that's concerned. And so I just think now the, just watching this, tr this growth and the way that this trajectory has happened and, and something else you just said to me too, and I'd like you to touch on some of that stuff if you're comfortable, but something you just said too, that's so amazing is like, you know, imperfections or however you voice, however you said it or put it together is imperfections are covered up by hard work and, st and yeah. that like, you know, um, it's just, that's, that's an amazing place. It's almost like you had to create your own. And that is really, again, like we talk a lot about the entrepreneurial mindset, like that's something that's real, like having to yeah. create what you want in front of you and going after it. Um, yeah, and you mentioned earlier that I I I, I was fortunate to to be able to play basketball in college, and 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 that's probably where I learned that mindset um, because I you know I'm not your um, natural athlete by any strength stretch of the imagination. Um, all of my former teammates would would be laughing when when I say that. So um, you know I had a lot of deficiencies um, that I had to you know, simply outwork, um, the competition and, and, you know, I'm not fast and, um, I, I am six, five and that, that's a blessing, but I'm not fast. And, and on top of that, I'm slow. <laughs> so, um, so what I became was, a, a you know, a great decision maker and, and understanding the, the game and, uh, and a very, very good shooter, if I say so myself. So that, I, I say all this to say this, um, that same mindset, I, I've been fortunate to be in companies that have given me enough autonomy and, you know, juicy positions that I can apply that mindset and, and grow my, my position. You know, when I, when I first started at the, the school where, where we first met, um, I was the, the admissions director. Well, I sort of reached out and added the marketing director title you know, I appointed myself as marketing director, um, and, and became really strong in that area. And, uh, you know, and working for a large corporation now, I still, uh, naturally find pockets of, of spaces where I can, you know, create an identity, create, um, a role for myself in addition to what, you know, my job description is. And I think that's where job satisfaction lies. You know, I, I don't know how satisfied I'd be just 
checking all the boxes of my job, you know, checking off all of the elements of my job description and calling it good. Um, for me, um, job fulfillment comes in, you know, and what, and, and, and what else, you know? Um, so, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of philosophical, that, that, well, but, uh, but, you know, know, but it's a mindset of growth. It's a growth mindset in the sense that you're saying, you know, um, what else, right? I'm not just stuck and I'm not going to just sit here stuck on doing just this. Like how can, where's the room for growth? And, and that is something that, again, we go back to that entrepreneurial mindset. It's like, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, you have to have that freedom or that ability to adapt and do new things. Right. And I think mm. that this mindset now. Encourage. And yeah, it, you know, not only, you know, it, it, it does um, take some courage to, to try new things. I mean, obviously um, I've always kind of, um, you know, I've always been a little bit sensitive to this idea because I, I do, I would like to see myself as an entrepreneur, but I've never um, ventured out and, and been my own employer. I've always had the safety and security of working for a company, but that doesn't mean you can't be an entrepreneur, right? Um, yeah, I absolutely agree it, with that. In fact, I was like, I was like biting at the bit to interrupt you and say just that. <laughs> because you really don't need like the the idea that you have to be self-employed or own a corporation or you know no that's not the, the case at all in fact i've more so i can say that there's more entrepreneur in you than 95 percent of the 99 percent of the people that i encounter that call themselves entrepreneur especially in that space so yeah i mean i, I think that it, it boils down to you know um not being afraid to try things because you know, it's, it's going to look ugly before it looks pretty and, you know, give yourself a break, uh, you know, you know, arm yourself with that knowledge going into something, you know, you're absolutely, you always used a phrase that just resonated with me, uh, version 1.0, right? So when we first started creating content, you know, I had my iPhone out and okay, it was version 1.0. Uh, and then, and then we got a stabilizer and, and, and the quality just from experience, um, the quality started to improve. And uh, version 2.0 was better. Version 3.0, and 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 just give yourself the 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 room to know that you're going to get better at it, and you know you're going to hit a lot of singles before you start hitting triples and home runs. And expecting and that's cool. per expecting perfection is like cutting your nose off to spite your face. Just doesn't. Yeah. It's it's you're just you're it's almost an impossibility. Perfectionism in itself is is a huge hindrance on most things. But I just think that, um, yeah, like, like you just like, to me, it's always like, look, it's just version 1.0. Let's it, there's, it's your foundation where you have something now where you can grow and continually move. It's like, it's your white belt. You know what I mean? You started, you're in the gym, but let's go. You're a white belt. Exactly. Exactly. So. And if you always remember that, um, you know, the judge and jury, uh, a lot of times, uh, is Google and, and their algorithms. Don't take it personal. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be looking for new. Okay. I can do that. Uh, relevant. Okay. I'm, I'm learning who we are as a school and, and being able to articulate that. I can do that. Um, engaging. Okay. That's an area where uh, I've got to improve. So, you know, I leaned on you a lot for, for, um, both technical help and also just, you know, direction. Um, but I wasn't afraid, you know, I wasn't afraid to, um, 
you know, have something that, that wasn't um, perfect. And, right. and I, you know, I think that's the, the key to being an entrepreneur while working in a corporation is, um, you know, don't be, don't be afraid to, to, you know, to try, try new things and new avenues. Um, fortunately, I've worked for companies that have, have given me that freedom. I know not everybody is as blessed, but you'd be surprised when you, when you look for um, avenues to do that, you'll find them. I have a question. I'm wondering this because you're involved now with a corporation, there's so many schools. I'm sure you talk to a lot of folks that are in your same position, right? I mean, like you, do these people have the same experience at all with any bit of marketing or content creation or social media or, you know, kind of, have they ever worked with someone maybe like us that's come along and been dedicated to teach and, you know, is, is any of that, and if they haven't, um, well, anyway, have they? I don't know. Is that something that's? Yeah, I'm. I'm I never um, cease to be amazed at the the impressiveness of my colleagues in this company uh, that I, that I work for now. So some of them have in their in their previous positions have marketing experience. Many of them don't. Um, so I mean, it's. I I don't think in that regard we're we're any different than any other company. Um, where, where I have an advantage, I think is, you know, my, my background of, of having run the whole show on a very, very small level, but the lessons still apply at the big level. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would say I'm a little, I'm, I'm a lot more marketing in tune than my, my counterparts at other schools. Well, the reason, and again, I, the, the main reason I asked the question is not just for like internally with um, your, um, school that has you know so many schools attached to it um or under its umbrella if you will more so i i get interested i'm more interested or i'm kind of more thinking about you know how many director of admissions have ever been in in schools in general have ever been schools in general have Uh, had the responsibility that yeah and that's and that's the most interesting thing to me is like really a, a director of admission is a is the front line of enrollment you're in the trenches. You're, you know, you're, you're answering ringing phones, you're answering emails, you're conducting tours. That's the, you know, I would say 90% of, of, uh, you know, boarding school admissions personnel, that's, that's the world they live in. And, you know, you may not have time to do more than that. You may not think you have time to do more than that, but I'm going to tell you the burnout rate is pretty high. Uh, and I think it's because people don't, um, you know, the way to avoid burnout is to, you know, find pockets of opportunity to, to grow your position and, and take it in a, in a direction that is off of the job description. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say most, most admissions personnel that I run into in conferences and, um, you know, and I have friends throughout the business in, in, in a wide variety of schools all along the boarding school spectrum, they're, there's a marketing department that does all that stuff and they don't really right. talk a whole lot. Right. Right. Um, it's interesting to me that I just wonder, like you just were expressing like, you know, how your experience with marketing and that kind of stuff may have been helpful to you. And um, some of the other schools that we worked with, I know that very seldom do we run into a, so I'm answering my own question in this sense, but it's kind of one of those things where we seldom run into somebody who 
um, is even thinking like a director of admission isn't even thinking about what kind of contents up on the social media or what kind of contents in there if there's a blog or what kind of video contents being right. produced like they're not even thinking about that and whether or not they're like maybe like controlling it or adding to it like in the sense that you are with your like you just kind of said like with these new platforms and um, you know spotlighting the different um, departments and whatnot like these are things that are that's it's brilliant innovation is in my mind and I think that a lot of times um, and this is just me like thinking about um, you know like if if you were a director of admission at a small school someplace in the US and you heard this podcast it's you know I would hope this content would find that person well or if you were a um, head of school or an administrator it, like listening to this brings um, a perspective right like maybe it's not something that the director of admission isn't like controlling like oh this is what we have to post or strategizing or being a direct marketer like you are or you like you were mm -hmm. but it's one of those things that's i keep thinking that it's important to know what's going on you know if a new video comes out you you're aware of yeah. what it's what it's what it's about to you that's another way of communicating your brand communicating to um, a parent or um, a family and so that's something that even like with the small amount of experience we've had with the education market um it's very seldom when you talk to a director of admission they're just like uh yeah so yeah that's the marketing department that's yeah, not my the, that's not my job yeah and it's that may <laughs> be the case but yeah what is well, what's happening inside the school that maybe there's no is there, I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, is there, is there not like a, like you just said, the freedom for that person to, to think entrepreneurial or that person to think outside of their position? Like, like you just said, like, well, what's my job? In my experience, in, in my experience and in my conversations with colleagues throughout the years, um, you know, there, there tends to be this idea of like, uh, you know, siloing, you know, they stay in your lane and most schools have a marketing department and a separate admissions department right. and the two very rarely intersect where you know they should a hundred percent be intersecting um you right know, they don't necessarily have to be the same person like it like was the case for for me which was really cool but you know 12 hour days um but at the very least they, they should be um, communicating daily they should be helping each other um you know, marketing directors, you know, they, ha they've got to come up with content. Well, you can help give them content. You can be a great resource for them for ideas, for content, for campaign ideas. Um, you know, you're going to be their best friend if you're bringing them, you know, content ideas. They're going to be your best friend as they're executing uh, these content ideas. So, um, you know, if, if you don't know your, if you don't work daily with your marketing department and, and you're an admissions person, you're missing the boat. Um, you know, uh, try to have an office in the same building, try to have an office next door to them, talk to them daily throughout the day. Um, be teammates. That, that's, that's my understand. In my mind, I would just say too, like understand what they're doing have a bearing on it. So you get an idea when your phone rings, you know why, like get, get an sure. idea, have an idea of what's up on your Instagram and why it's there. And it's not just some post. Well, um, and, and they need to understand too, like the, the content influences the lead quality, not just the quantity. Right. So that that's a whole nother reason why you need to be working together. 
Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, and again, if Google is rewarding relevant content, um, and you're trying to get ranked, uh, you know, in the admission space, um, you know, it has to, it has to be really relevant to admissions. That makes sense. And you know, most marketing departments uh, that I've seen spend an awful lot of time in in development, uh, in alumni relations, in uh, you know, public relations, and um, you know, where they really should be spending at least an equal amount of time, if not more, on, on pure admissions focus. Yeah, especially for, you know, I think some of the smaller schools out there, you know, I think that some of the smaller schools bring a lot to the table, especially in the therapeutic space, especially in, um, you know, just special education or whatever it may be, whatever their brand is. I mean, if they're a small school, um, and there's, I feel like, again, there's a lot more small schools than there are big schools. So it's one of those things where, again, you know, this is the thing that, you know, do you remember we used to talk about this? I keep thinking about it. I used to always refer to as, refer to the, sorry, refer to the parent as somebody who was really confused as to what their, um, what their, you know, child needed in a boarding school. And yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that that's one of those things where maybe, you know, there was the whole thing that you and I used to talk about, well, maybe, you know, uh, you know, Johnny needs boarding or I'm sorry, he needs boarding school. So it's got to be military because he needs to like, you know, get it together or whatever it is, or he's getting yeah. in trouble or he's got problems with this or that or his academics or, and so you start, parents start panicking and looking at things um, and not really searching things out. And so a lot of times what we ran into um, was maybe a parent was normally like would be looking at something um, like they thought their, their child needed a, a military school. And all of a sudden they go, well, you know, there might be just a, a place out there that's more structured. It may have a better environment that's going to meet my, um, meet my son or daughter where they are, right? Well, um, a lot of people come into the, the, you know, start their boarding school considerations uh, from ground zero. And, and all have other preconceived notions of what boarding school is. And, and most of the time it's, it's either true for a small portion of what boarding school is or it's completely wrong um you know whether they get their perceptions from watching harry potter and think that everybody lives in a in a gothic building and or or you know they're getting their uh, impressions from movies or tv shows um so educating clients um is is a great way to start um creating content you know through the filter of, okay, I'm going to write an edu education piece on what boarding school is, um, what boarding school can be, drilling down to what my school does and does well. And then before you know it, you, you have a wealth of, of content to draw on. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. why writing blogs daily uh, is not such an, a, a huge challenge as it sounds like initially. You just have to hit the right the, the right mindset and, and I think starting from a uh, we used to call mission you the, to educate clients or educate you know applicants we used to call you the 20 minute blog guy like we'd like this guy can write like a better blog than almost anybody in 20 minutes flat and it was like perfectly laser focused content that was perfect it was you like know what I learned though um you know I, I it really hit home that there's different styles of writing across different platforms and that that took me a little bit of adjustment and i found it a challenge uh yeah i was good at blog writing because that that's very close to just like having a phone conversation um you know at least that's how i approach blog writing i you know it was very 
conversational. Whereas writing, you know, um, press releases, now that's a completely different style of, of writing. And that's where I right. leaned on you a lot to, to improve and kind of get the hang of that. Uh, but it was cool. Well, and I, and I, I think, enjoyed that too. I, I think you just became so well-rounded with all of it. So I think that was an amazing thing, but um, yeah. And then again, I think we got off track a little bit, Mike. I think we were, you know, we were, I wanted to, if I could, I'd love to hear more about, and if you have the time, I don't know, I don't want to keep you on here too late, but um, you know, I'd love to hear more about your story, man. How you kind of, like you said something to me the other day on the phone, you said, I quite literally was put in a position to have to create myself. And yeah. when you were talking about, um, you know, being a, like you just touched on um, the whole thing with um, playing division one basketball in college and um, you know, just like the whole thing of kind of going this direction with um, a director of admission and then how that became um, just your career. And it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. Well, yeah. I, I, um, who doesn't like talking about themselves? <laughs> uh, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, but I, you know, I could sort of summarize it, uh, it, it this way is uh very, very fortunate to be given an opportunity to sort of, um, you know, I had the title, I had a function, but how I arrived at the goal was left largely up to me. And that was, that, that was one of the biggest professional blessings I could have asked for. Um, so I, I did, I, you know, I had the title, uh, admissions director and, um, you know, I had some preconceived notions of what that meant. I knew I had to, um, enroll, um, you know, um, students for, for whom we were a good fit, but how to do that and what that meant and what, what all went into that was largely left up to me to, to define. And, and that, uh, that was perfect for me. Um, my definition of admissions, um, includes marketing come to find out. Um, you know, I, I don't get to do that as much directly in my current position, but that's cool because um, I, marketing finds its way into every conversation that I have and, and email campaigns and, and things that I can do that uh, complement what we're doing at the corporate level. Um, so, yeah, I think creating yourself, creating your brand, you know, my, my school has an awesome class called personal branding. Uh, I don't know of any other school that, that approaches um you know, digital presence this way, you know, most, I love talk, that. And I want to hear about it. What is that? I'm sorry. I got to get yeah. off onto that subject. What is that? Really cool class. So most schools uh, sort of, you know, they, they recognize that the internet can be a really dangerous place if you don't know what you're doing and, you know, sort of the common, you know, sort of danger, you know, that's one way to, that schools can approach, um, you know, the, the internet presence. Um, our school actually flips that on its head and says, you know what, we're all going to be Googled someday. So we may as well arm our students with uh, the understanding of what a personal brand is and how to develop it in very creative ways and to stand out from the crowd. Um, so it's a class, it's a, it's a requirement at our school. And I'm glad it is, although it doesn't have to be because every kid that takes it tells their friends, you got to take this class. But um they learn the uh, they learn how to tell their story in very compelling, creative ways. So they're learning, um, you know, tools, um, you know, professional tools, so that they can create a very professional, high level, um, 
LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. They even um, are doing TikTok. They, you know, they were doing TikTok this year and how to kind of embrace TikTok and have it add to your personal brand. Um, so they're learning marketing. They're learning how um, you know search engine optimization works. Um, so all of these really practical, um, technical aspects of your internet uh, digital presence, your digital footprint, but also creative ways. How you know in telling your story in very compelling aesthetically pleasing professional ways. Awesome. I love, I love what I'm hearing. I, I love that so much. I think I love that more than anything I've heard well, in a long time. <laughs> well, because that's you know what I think alley, about, right? <laughs> well, no, it is, but you know what I think is um, I'm around a lot of young people that I've seen do great things. One of my little cousins, um, I think you remember Jody, my cousin, she came up to campus one time with me and um, assisted mm -hmm. me and we were doing some videos for you. Jody's son, he got Absolutely. the, um, yeah, his, her, well, she has two sons. One of her sons um, got the Moorhead Scholarship, and um, which is, uh, you know, if people don't know what that is, as far as I understand it, he basically had um, four years completely 100% covered um, at UNC Chapel Hill um, and a year abroad to boot. Um, that he just finished. He did his first year abroad. So super bright kid, amazing personality, just unbelievable human and just genuinely probably going to do, well, it's going to be so interesting to see what his story comes out to be. But, um, and he's got a lot of influencers um, with social media around him, but I'm around a lot of people like young people that I'm watching, even young, young people like my family that has so many kids in my family. And just to me, it's so important to engage social media responsibly. The same way we have this like mindset of talking about our business right now, People's business is everything to them and it's being threatened by a natural disaster or something that's very scary in this world. Um, it's one of the reasons we did this podcast and just to kind of help create content to find people well. But as easily as we are passionate about talking about high level content for your business, it's the same thing for people coming about in this world, like young people being able to learn that. That is, that's, that's A, creating content people, pe kids that are going to go on to maybe be entrepreneurs or be entrepreneurs working for somebody else and understanding this, going to work for someone who doesn't understand how to have a high level responsible way to engage um, content, social media, and so forth. So to me, I can't, like to me, I love that, that, that class. I want to go, I would take the class probably, <laughs> and I would do it just because it's an, an inspiration. So I, again, I, yeah. I, I just, I love that. It's so important. Um, I think a lot of kids struggle with that. Would that would be a blog post. <laughs> yeah, and I that think a lot be. of, I think right now, some like just like businesses struggle with this. I'm hearing people right now more than ever in, in my line of work where I'm hearing so much, like just like fear and just so much, like just we don't know what to do. And the idea of like when we started this podcast, you said something that I just don't want to, I want to say it again is, People that are going to create content now will come out of this better. I keep thinking in my mind, it's like, you know, it's so important if we, if we care about our businesses um, to be able to pass this on to people and teach this to um, young people who are just most of 99% of young people are just handed a phone and like, here, go get a TikTok yeah. and an Instagram and have fun. And it's like, then all of a sudden they don't realize what they're doing. Like they're just, they, that's a huge amount of responsibility you're giving them and they don't look at it like that. So 
Well, you know, all of our students are able to um, put, uh, in addition to their, their you know, college application, they're also sending uh, a digital package um, along with their applications. And it's really making them stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, well, and, I, and, you know, the same, the same thing can be applied to, um, you know, what we're talking about. You know, I'm in education. Many of your clients are plumbers or, or electricians or chiropractors. Actually, there's just um, one plumber and he's a friend. <laughs> okay. not, there's nothing wrong with plumbers. So. No, not at all. Not at <laughs> when all. When you need them, they're there. So, Yeah. Um, but, you know, just this idea of, of, of branding, uh, I think, transcends whatever industry you're, we're, we're talking about. Uh, that gets at the heart of, of uh, content creation. You know, you, you have to, and it goes kind of at the beginning of our conversation. I think it all starts with understanding who you are and what makes you special. And, you know, that, that requires, um, you know, a, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of understanding. I mean, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to make some decisions. Um, and then that, that those are your marching orders. Then it becomes creating content that articulates that. Well, it's one of those things, like you said, with that class, like these kids are taught to, students are taught to, um, you know, articulate themselves, represent themselves at a high level on these social media platforms. And it really puts them in a, in a, in a, a mindset, like it's starting them off with a foundation of growth. Like you have a, something to grow on. You don't, you're not just like thrown out in the middle of the ocean and going, hey, swim home. It's like, it's yeah, really, yeah. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing. So yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I, I, you know, Mike, I feel like I could sit here and talk to you for hours on end and I know where you are that it's late. So at any point, um, just let me know, man. And again, I, you know, I'm just super grateful that to even be able to do this. And I genuinely hope we can come back and do this again, because I feel like there's certain subjects for sure. that probably we could touch on, um, like the ones that we're touching on right now with this class and um, just different industries and how, how things apply. But uh, yeah, again, you have um, as I said to you, I would just love to be able to get, reconnect with you and have you on here as much as or as little as you want. So, oh, absolutely, I, I enjoy it, and you know, this is just so natural because this is like the th a thousand conversations we've had over the phone before. I mean, how many times have we said, "Oh man, we should have recorded it. That would have made a great podcast." Some of the uh, ones we used to leave conversations amped up. We would leave the conversation like <laughs> very excited and very enthusiastic to get done and we were seeing results like that was the main thing yeah. there, was, there was hard work being put in but results were there and so um that was the best part about it and, and you know for me man i just i should say this to you and I, I feel like this is important to say on this podcast super grateful for all of the time and you know man it was really you giving having the faith in me and my firm to come in and do what we did with you during that time and so it was really um super grateful for that and um all the stuff that we learned was based on my relationship with you um, and it, what it turned into. So thank you for that. It was amazing. Well, back at you. I mean, I was very, very fortunate that, uh, you know, we connected at, at, at the stage of my career because I, I did, like I said, I didn't know what I didn't know. And, uh, and, you know, and we, we explored it together and, and, uh, I'm grateful for it. So yeah, we, we can do this again for sure. I, I, I appreciate it. Enjoy it. Awesome, man. Well, if there's anything you need always, I'm always here for you. And, um, yeah, Mike Rogers, everybody. Um, hopefully I can reel him in and get him back on here with me. So <laughs> he's always fun to talk to Mike. Um, 
yeah, if there, you know, during this time, man, I would just say, um, any, obviously I'd say this on a phone call, but I'm going to say it out here in front of everybody. If there's anything that you need, um, or your family needs or whatever I can do for you, man, you always have, um, yeah, we're always here for you. So. Thank you. And, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to come see you out in California. Well, count it. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and, um, it would be a lot of smiles and a lot of good times. So, um, yeah, that's great. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, John. You have a great evening and everybody, uh, out there in podcast land, um, stay safe and, um, you know, and enjoy this, uh, this time with, uh, rekindling relationships. Cause that's the, the silver lining in all this, I believe. I think so too. Everybody get busy. Come on, let's go. Mike, thank you, man. Have a wonderful evening. Take care. You too, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.